Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode number 47. I am your host, John. I'm Justin. And I'm Kyle. How are you guys doing today? I'd be doing good if it got this stupid screen off goddamn computer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know what this is. I don't know what the hell you two are doing. He's making weird things. Okay, so now we're in a bunch of balloons. Okay, we look so festive and happy. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Anywho. Anyways, so uh, time for some housekeeping. Um, Justin, do you have anything for Has Kyle Seen It? I don't have anything this week. I'm going to go with one of the movies I watched this week. Okay. So it is now time for another round of Kyle That game show. Um, Kyle? Yes. Have you seen the wonderful family comedy Man of the House with the great Chevy Chase and the ever so cute JTT? <laughs> I'm gonna say no he hasn't. Yeah, probably not. Although that's kind of around his childhood time. No, that was uh, around our childhood time. Yeah, no. No, I have not. Well, it was towards the end of his home improvement run. No. JTT. No. I don't know. Man <laughs> of the House. That's what... It was a funny movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was 2005. That, what? No. Oh, that's, right. a, that's the one with Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is probably late 90s. Oh, yeah, 95, 95. Yeah, oh, 90s. I thought it was later than that. No, dude, that was our childhood. I watched that this weekend, too. Oh, it's not even on my list. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See that? Oh, suck it. Why did you watch it? Because it was on Voodoo? Uh, yeah, and I needed a movie to watch with the kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched it with Hunter, but he fell asleep, so I just finished watching it. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, Kyle has not yeah. seen it. And coming to our T Public store, has Kyle seen a T-shirt? I'm still working on the design. It should but, say no on the back. Well, no, I was, I, I'm going to do it so where it says, <laughs> has Kyle seen it with a question mark and then a box that says yes and a box that says no with a big check mark and no. <laughs> so, all right. What have you guys watched? Kyle, start us off. You don't, wait, you, don't, you, don't, you do you have a movie? No, I didn't, I didn't have one this week. Wow. He so was slacking, and I just picked one I watched. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Well. All right, Kyle, what have you watched this week? Um, I watched Chris Rock's new special, Selective Outrage. I watched Jumanji, the original one. I watched the Guy Ritchie movie we were talking about last week, Operation Fortune, Ruse de Guerre. Uh, I watched the 2022 Scream. I also watched the first Scream. And then I watched Scream 6. And then I just watched Hatchet. All right. Justin, how about you? Well, haven't watched much. But I did watch Hatchet. I did watch Man of the House. And then a couple movies I've never seen before. Uh, Unhuman, which we will talk more about later. 
And then The Baytown Outlaws. Have you seen this movie? No, I've never even heard of it. I haven't heard of it till today. It's apparently from 2013, and it's got Billy Bob Thornton and Eva Longoria. Really? I thought it was fantastic. Oh. Um, had I not already sent you my pick of the week, this would have been my pick of the week. Oh. Um, it's a great action flick. It's got kidnapping. It's got a ambiguous good guy, bad guy story to it. And Billy Bob Thornton, I mean, come on. It is a great movie. I enjoyed it. I suggest finding it and watching it. What's, what was that on? Uh, I found it on Prime. Okay. Uh, but like I said, apparently it's 10 years old. So, um, But it's pretty good. I liked it. It's got some wrestling in it. Got wrestling storyline in there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pretty good, pretty good. Well, I'll have to check that out. Is that it? That's all you watched this week? That's it. That's all I watched. I, like I said, long week. All right. Well, uh, I had a light week this week. I watched um, What's Your Number with Anna Faris and Chris Evans. I forgot that was filmed in Boston. Uh, I watched Rat Race, which I will talk about later. I also saw Scream 6 in 3D. 3D is so disappointing. Now, I know we've already been on this rant before, but that's so disappointing. It was so much better back in the 90s. Uh, I watched 80s, <laughs> 90s. I watched Death Wish with Bruce Willis. Hatchet, Last House on the Left from 2009, Man of the House. And I watched Death Sentence. Have either of you guys seen that movie? With no, uh, Kevin Bacon? Yeah, Kevin Bacon, John Goodman. That's that weird. movie is fucking awesome. We, we might have to cover that coming up. What's this uh, Paul River documentary? Yeah. <laughs> so I found this new app, MGM Plus. I didn't know about it until Friday. And I was kind of scrolling through, checking it out during the free trial. Then I see this thing, Fall River. I was like, oh, what's that? So I click on it. It's. Uh, I think doc- that's the show that was on Vice that I think I saw an episode of. About the the satanics and the rapes and the killings and the prostitution in the 70s? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. The episode I saw was focused on specific people, but... Yeah, Carl Drew, that name ring a bell? I don't know. I don't remember. Robin Murphy. It, it's fucking... There are like, it's millions of stories with Fall yes. River that you could easily make many, many, many movies about. Well, this is, this is focusing on... Um, the killing of uh I think her name was Stephanie Levesque and Yeah, like, I think this is what I watched, yeah. It it's fucking quite interesting how times were back then. But uh yeah, that's all I've that's all I watched this week. Um the documentary, I believe a new episode comes out every Saturday. So there's only four out there now on MGM. You can go sign up for a free you know, free trial for a week and then it's like Oh maybe five not because I watched I watched mine a while ago. So maybe yeah. it's different. There's it, one, um, there's like a Bridgewater Triangle one, because Fall River's in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the Freetown State Forest. Yeah. And then, this is actually produced by Jason Blum and Blumhouse. Oh, well. So, mm-hmm. it's definitely worth checking out. So, uh, alright, let's get to our picks of the week. Justin, start us off. Alright, so I went with one I watched and just discovered this week. It is 
Unhuman, also part of the MGM Plus app. Um, I found it on Amazon Prime, though. Uh, Seven misfit students must band together against a growing gang of unhuman savages. Their trust in each other gets tested to the limit in a brutal, horrifying fight to survive as they take down the murderous zombie creatures. This was released in June 3rd, 2022, directed by Marcus Dunstan, who you may know from The Collector, The Collection, and Saw 4. Yeah, him and, um, yeah. It's Patrick it's Melton. Something else, too. I think he did The Feast or something like that. Yes. Um, but, he was on but, a show. Uh, but go ahead, finish your thoughts. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. This one, uh, I kind of read the description and. It was a pretty good movie. It's got a lot of twists. Doesn't go down the roads you expect it to go down. A little bit. Some of it's a little bit hard to suspend disbelief on, but um, pretty good. You know, I figured I'd take my pick to the horror side because we're covering a horror movie, and this one, this one was pretty good. You'd like it. Okay. You'd like it. And, and ironically, he was actually in Hatchet too. Yeah. And he was a writer on Piranha 3 Double D. Hmm. All right, Kyle, what's your pick of the week? Um, I picked Scream 6, which just came out last week. Um, and it's doing really well in the box office. I think it's the highest grossing of any movie in the franchise, so probably be a million more. Um, it's about four survivors of the ghost face murders leaving Woodsboro behind for a fresh start in New York City. However, they soon find themselves in a fight for their lives when a new killer embarks on a bloody rampage. So it came out last week, March 10th, um, and it's directed by Tyler Gillette and Matt Bettinelli Open, who directed uh, Scream 5 as well. Um, and so, yeah, it's a continuation of that, and I really, really, really liked it. Um, Scream 5 I liked, but I wasn't crazy about, but this one I it might be my favorite since the original, honestly. Um, but, I mean, I love all of them, but it just does a lot of new stuff. And, you know, still is a Scream movie, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of twists in it. Uh, a few returning characters that. Now, I would have swore Kirby died in the uh, Scream 4. They don't show her die. It's like Spoiler alert! No, she it's, was... it's known she's in it. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Um, just like she's just, like, there. stabbed in Scream 4. But, I mean, clearly stabbing, being stabbed is nothing in these movies, so. Yeah. They never sure are actually dead. Oh. Okay. Um, my pick for the week is Rat Race. In an ensemble film about easy money, greed, manipulation, and bad driving, a Las Vegas casino tycoon entertains his wealthiest high rollers, a group that will bet on anything by pitting six ordinary, ordinary people against each other in a wild dash for two million jammed into a locker hundreds of miles away. Um, you know, all-star cast, you know, it's got Cuba Gooding Jr., Whoopi Goldberg. Um, Stop being. Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> um, uh, Breckenmeyer. Um, it was released on July 30th, 2001, and directed by directed by Jerry Zucker. So, uh, it's a funny like movie. It. Yeah. It's a good one. I like it. Especially Mr. Bean's character when he's like, you know, narcolepsy and... <laughs> <laughs> so. But, 
It's now time for our main topic. This week we are covering 2007's Hatchet. Ben and Marcus are college students in New Orleans, enjoying Mardi Gras when they decide to go on a boat tour of the allegedly cursed bayou, meeting up with several other tourists, including the quietly beautiful Mary Beth. They are entertained by the guide, Sean, who regales them with tales of a ghostly serial killer who wanders the swamp. They laugh off the stories until someone or something starts picking off members of the group. Um, so it came out September 7th, 2007, um, directed, of course, by Adam Green, who we've talked about a lot. Um, it had a box office of 208000 Um Its budget was $1.5 million, and it, the runtime was 1 hour and 33 minutes. It was rated R, definitely. And it's currently streaming on Hoopla, Voodoo, with ads, Tubi, and Plex. And in our cast, we have Joel Moore as Ben. Tamara Feldman as Mary Beth Dunstan, Dion Richmond as Marcus, Mercedes McNabb as Misty, Jolie Fioravante as Jenna, Perry Shen as Sean, Joel Murray as Doug Shapiro, Patrika Darbo as Shannon Permateo, Permatio as Jim Permatio, whatever, Joshua Leonard as Ainsley, you can't correct me on names, damn it. <laughs> Kane Hodder as Victor Crowley and Mr. Crowley. Raleigh Vanderbilt as young Victor Crowley. Riley. Ro- yeah, well, that's not what it says. Robert England as Samson. Tony Todd as Reverend Zombie. And John Carl Backler as Jack Crack. Beekler. Backler. Beekler. <laughs> Backler. I, I just know these names because I hear them all the time on the listening to old pod, old movie crypt podcasts. Well, that's how it's spelled, so that's how I say it. Well, it's <laughs> pronounced John Carl Beekler, Riley Vanderbilt, who was actually Adam Green's ex-wife, and Permatio, who was actually named after a childhood friend of Adam's. I didn't All right. pay that much attention, so... <laughs> Alright. So, movie kicks off with a superstar in Robert England as Samson and his son Ansley are hunting alligators in Ainsley. a swamp. Ainsley. Ainsley. My bad. <laughs> are hunting alligators in a swamp. When Ainsley is urinating, Samson falls silent. Ainsley finds Samson dead, and he too is killed by a monstrous being. So what did you guys think of this opening scene to set the toll? Set the um. tone. I mean, I think starting your movie with Robert England is definitely good for it being the first in, you know, another franchise. Like, just the fact that he has Robert England and Tony Todd in this, mm-hmm. along with Kane Hodder, is just, you know. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I forgot he was in it. So Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, and like, this whole franchise is like a who's who of a horror convention. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so... We get the opening credits, you know, heavy metal song playing through the titles. Now we're on Mardi Gras. Now we're in New Orleans, Mardi Gras. Uh, we get introduced to uh, Ben and Marcus and their friends, one of them being Adam Green, who plays Drunk Guy, which would play on in other Hatchet movies. Played friend number one. Well, 
That's a two. I read struggle. the credits. Okay. Um, so Ben is upset over his girlfriend dumping him, which was kind of like the same basis as Adam's like real life situation that he had in college. And he wants to go on a uh, swap tour, so he goes to Reverend Zombies, who said he does no longer doesn't do or he doesn't do tours at night anymore because, um. He gets sued for negligence. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're but expecting he's, this great story, and he's just like, yeah, yeah that motherfucker sued me for negligence. <laughs> Which, so that, I mean, that, that was a good twist. Yeah. You know, that was that was a good play right there. It, it, it's actually kind of funny because because of Tony Todd, when they go into the second movie, at the end of this scene, he goes, now I must go tend to me birds. They had to put bird noises in, and then in the second hatchet, they had to put birds in his shop, which was a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. But that's just Tony Todd being Tony Todd. But they travel down the street to um, Marie Laveau's House of Voodoo, where that's when they meet Sean, who says, yeah, I'll take you on a tour. He's like a Louisiana Asian guy. With a horrible accent. Um, so so now we get to see uh, Joel Murray's character and the girls. You know. Uh, so what, what do you guys think of these two scenes going in? Having been your friend for this long, I can 100% verify that you are just like his friend Marcus. <laughs> 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 no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Oh, wait a minute. They're going? Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> you know, Dion Richmond from the Cosby show, remember? But, um, so they get on the boat. Well, Ben has to pay for himself and Marcus $40. And as they get on the boat, they meet the, the Pomadios from Minnesota and a hot-tempered Mary Beth who only paid $30. And I love how they keep going back to that. Um, so they're on the scare bus driving around New Orleans, heading towards the swamp. Um, finally, when they get there, they're all boarding the boat, and we get to meet Jack Cracker, the guy that drinks his own pee, <laughs> played by John Kyle Beekler who was the effects artist on the movie. Great effects. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when when, when uh, Sean goes, oh, that, that's just Jack Cracker. He he drinks his own pee. Don't talk to him. <laughs> and then he ends the scene lifting up a friggin' bottle full of pee and drinking it. So um, we get to see a little more of the girls. Not more than we saw at the beginning. <laughs> and it seems like every little bit of information that Sean has is shot down by the Pomadios, specifically Mr. Pomadio, played by Richard Reilly. Um, so the boat crashes or hits a rock and begins to sink. So they all jump off the boat. Now... I believe Mr. Is that when Mr. Pomadio gets hurt? I'm drawing a blank yes. here. Okay. Yes, he gets he get bit. Get bit on the leg. So, 
so they're helping him. Uh, oh, if I scroll down a little more, where it said, um, <laughs> this is when they encounter the old Crowley house and Mary Beth, she is the legend of Victor Crowley. So the, the legend is Victor was deformed as a child with a rare disease, bullied by the other kids and was kept hidden by his father. Two of the actual kids that bully Victor Crowley were Kane Hodder's two sons. Um, I know one of them's Jace. I can't remember the other name. And they set off fireworks to scare him, and the house began burning. And Victor was killed when Thomas Crowley accidentally hit him in the face with a hatchet while trying to break down the door. Uh, Mary Beth then claims that Victor roams the swamp at night as a vengeful spirit crying for his father. And that not all is safe in the woods, but the crew doesn't believe her. So as Jim and Shannon approach the house, Victor appears and kills them, causing the group to flee. Mary Beth shoots Victor with a handgun, but he gets up and resumes his pursuit. And Shapiro goes his own way. And so let's let's talk about the Pomadio's uh, deaths. What what do you guys think of um? Taking the hatchet to the shoulders and getting his arms chopped off and hacked to bits. I feel like I mean, it's good to start off a movie named Hatchet with a good hatchet kill. Um, but it's definitely not my favorite one. But, I mean, all the kills in this are pretty good. But, I mean, I have to give mine to the head rip. I just, I think that's just awesome. And, all, I mean, all the effects are just so good um, and just so fun. So... You know, definitely, I love how it, the camera's turning 360 degrees while he's tearing off this lady's head. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Shapiro ends up separating from the group, which he gets his head twisted off. What did you guys think about that kill? That was great. I mean, like Kyle said, they, 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 he spares no expense on his kills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you know that's he, that's I mean, it's a horror movie. That's kind of where the the, the money and the meat's got to be. So yeah. So to speak. <laughs> and like he he clearly knows like what he's doing when making a slasher like this. Like mm-hmm. it's obviously inspired by Friday Thirteenth, but it's like all the kills are way more creative than the kills in those movies. Because like he's not afraid of actually doing something crazy. Where like a lot of the Friday Thirteenth movie, it's like, oh, somebody gets stabbed and they die. It's, no, it's never like as crazy as any of the kills in this, for the most part. I think the only kill in Friday the Thirteenth that lives up to a hatchet standard is the sleeping bag. Yeah, but even that, it's not like like none of them are that gory. Like maybe the new mm-hmm. one a little bit, but yeah. So different times, different times. Uh, yeah, you get away with more now. Yeah. So you know one of the t- one of the taglines for this movie was it, it's not a remake, it's not a reboot, and it's not Japanese. That was something that was actually said by a um, distributor <laughs> to the director when they were trying to buy it. Um, so well, so so now. Well, at the house, Mary Beth and Ben, they discover her brother's and father's remains, which she was out looking for. And Marcus, Sean, Misty, and Jenna hear a noise in the bush only to realize that it's a raccoon. And then Victor surprises the group and attacks Jenna with a 
gas-powered belt sander, uh-huh. which does not really exist in real life. That's okay. No, and it definitely sounded like a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> the belt sander is way more creative, though. I don't think yes. I've seen that in anything else. His Necker action figure actually came with the, the belt sander, too. But, um, you know, the, the effects of, like, her face mm-hmm. is friggin' amazing. Yeah. So then, um, Mary Beth and Ben, they return. They attack Victor while the other survivors flee. Sean tries to fight Victor, but instead is killed. And then Victor, uh, Sean is killed with his head, leg, chopped off with a shovel, and then Jenna is slammed onto the shovel stick. Mm-hmm. So, our group is quickly thinning as we're moving along this. Yeah. Um, as most good movies tend to do. <laughs> you know, the, there's one point where they mention, mention Quadge Island when they were on the boat. I forgot to add this, but uh, that's in reference to where Kane Hoddle lived when his dad was stationed in Hawaii. I thought that was a cool fact. They, they put it in everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this, this, the, the remaining of the group decide to lure Victor back to his house and set him on fire with the gasoline tanks in the shed. Um, good idea. Uh, Misty stands guard. Mary Beth and Marcus act, act, act as bait and Ben goes looking for the gasoline until he is hit with a head and then a torso, which belonged to Misty. Victor Crowley has struck him again. Mm-hmm. So proceeds to douse him in gasoline, sets him on fire, and then it starts raining. <laughs> I mean, this this part you can't you can't suspend disbelief far enough for this one. Unfortunately, no. no. Um, there's one the amount of gas he put on him, they all would have gone up. <laughs> yeah, because he was flinging it all over himself and Mary Beth <laughs> too, and to no rain in the world is going to stop a gasoline powered fire. See, what do we need firefighters for? We'll just use fucking rain. Yeah, because let me tell you something. If that was the case, there wouldn't be very many fires out here in the Northwest. During the rainy season. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the attack is back on. They start fleeing. Victor grabs and kills Marcus. Pull up my notes to see. Uh, he gets his arms ripped off. Um, so he then proceeds to throw a piece of the gate from the cemetery, which goes into Ben's foot. And Ben and Mary Beth together bend the pole while Victor is running towards them and he impales himself on it and collapses, apparently killed. Uh, they then find her dad's boat, so they hop in the boat and Mary Beth falls overboard, is ensnared by seaweed and pulled underwater. She sees Ben's arm sticking out out of the water for her to grab and is pulled up and grabbed by a screaming Victor who is holding a dying bend, a dying bend severed forearm. She screams in horror. And that is how Hatchet ends. 
So what did you guys think of the uh, setting down in the Louisiana swamp? Um, I definitely really like this, especially for a slasher. Because, like, you know, of course, any forest setting is, you know, kind of stereotypical. But, like, adding kind yeah. of the bayou aspect is good, especially when you got alligators and stuff roaming around as well. And not that. Yeah, I mean, this... not, not... Go ahead, Justin. I was just going to say, it's like, you know, that setting is normally for creature features. Yeah. You know, Lake Placid, you got the alligator and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's a neat use of having a little bit more of the voodoo background type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Is it actually haunted? What's going on? You know, so that that does add to it. And, you know, not only are you contending with the alligators and the voodoo and now this ghost of this. How do you kill a ghost or a spirit like that? Like, um, so how about the music? You know, kind of sets the tone at the beginning of the movie with that heavy metal song playing. I mean, it's a horror movie. You kind of have to go that route. Yeah. It's either that or you go with the creepy classical. So I, I always prefer the, the heavy metal. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like a House of a Thousand Corpses-ish, you know, yeah. <laughs> Devil's Rejects along those lines. Um, how about the cinematography? The great Will Barrett as the cinematographer. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like overall this movie is just so solid. Like, I can't really think of anything where I'm like, oh, well, like, and like, especially, like you said, like the 360 kind of thing when the head's getting ripped. Like, there's yes. so much stuff like that. That's just great as well. I mean, and, I appreciate the fact that it's a darker movie, but you can still see most everything. Yeah. You're not and, squinting to see everything, you know? That yes. always annoys the piss So, me. they've told the story about the uh, print house that was, you know, putting the movie together and coloring it and all that. And the scene where Shapiro's bag rolls under the um, the bush... When they first saw it, it was barely noticeable. And Adam Green was like, you know, we purposely shot that lighted so you could see it rolling underneath the bush. Oh, no, 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 no. And they had to sneak their stuff out and take a mortgage out on Will Barrett's house and bring it to Kodiak so they could get the movie finished because the print house was really fucking everything up. So the um, the script and the dialogue and the directing and acting, I think that all ties together. Uh, how'd you guys feel about it? Yeah, it, I mean, there's some really funny lines too. Like he doesn't shy away from also being funny in it as well. No, like you know the scene where she, where she finally gets cell phone signal, and she, instead of calling down, she goes, "Ew, Scott Barnes called me." Ew. <laughs> And that's a line that's been used in most of his movies, with Scott Barnes being a close childhood friend of his. <laughs> and, you know, it's like little shit like that. Like, you're, try, you're taking the movie seriously, but you're also laughing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely good when a movie can, like, be serious like that and also be silly. Yeah. So we discussed how every character dies in this movie. Justin, what's your favorite kill in this movie? It's going to be the head. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the signature on it. <laughs> the Pomadio head. Mm-hmm. 
And I think each Hatchet movie has a significant kill. Um, so how about the horror? Is this a scary movie? Um, I don't know. It's kind of suspenseful, but it's more it's more built for the gore than the yeah yeah true horror. I think. I yeah. mean, I, I'm sure if you showed a non horror fan, yeah, they, you know, they would be scared. But um, yeah, it's always hard for me to judge that because you know I'm I don't really get scared by movies anymore, but. It's that remake of Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> no, it was the Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh no, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I screwed that up. Yeah, and I was also nine, <laughs> and still slept with Daddy that night. No, yes, you did. That's not how I remember it. I remember it because I went upstairs to go to the bathroom. And you were walking down the hall with your with your blanket and your pillow, going right in the dad's room. All right. So how about the length of the movie? I believe we rang in at a hour, hour and a half. Perfect. Yeah. Hour thirty three. That's about right for a slasher film. Yeah. Um. Sequel potential? Does it have a sequel? It actually spawned three sequels: Hatchet Two. Hatchet 3, and then 10 years later, or 10 years from the date of the original Hatchet, uh, Victor Crowley. Um, the only big difference is uh, Mary Beth gets recast in uh, Hatchet 2, and Daniel Harris takes over playing Mary Beth Dunson and holds that role for the remainder of the series. Um, there are talks of a 5 and a 6, but that'll probably be the end of it, and if they're going to do it, they need to get going. Kane Hodge is not getting, not getting any younger. <laughs> so, is there any parts you guys would recast from the original one to move forward, or do you think all those characters fit in? Yeah, well, I mean, most, and most of them are dead. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, as a. Uh, Number two comes along. Tony Todd has a bigger part. Um, Tom Holland, the director, not the Spider-Man, takes over as Mary Beth's uncle. Uh, you know, and a lot of bigger names. I believe three has like Derek Mears and um, can't remember who. It's been a while since I've watched three, but uh. All right, Justin, what's your rating of Hatchet? I give it a solid four. It's really good for what it is. Kyle? I would also give it a four. And I give it a five. This is my favorite horror movie franchise. I love everything Adam Green does. Um, it has an IMDb score of 5.6 out of 10, a Rotten Tomato score of 55%, and a letterbox of 2.9 out of 5. So, I think that closes the book on Hatchet. Kyle, what are we doing next week? Psycho 2. Uh, it'll be on, I'll put it, I'll make sure it's on Voodoo by the end of the week so we can watch it. Justin, have you seen Psycho 2? 
No. <laughs> and what are we doing the week after that, Justin? Well, I don't know. That's a good question. We'll figure that out when the time comes. Oh, that's a wild card week. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll let you guys know next week what we're doing. We'll come up with something good. Um, all right, the bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at Movie Bar Podcast on YouTube, and also at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. And new shirts are available at https www.tpublic.com slash user slash the movie bar podcast. Thank you for listening. And please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebar.outlook.com. Please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Have a good time.